Attention, Pokemon players. You are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. I am your host, Jake Abrams, alongside Nick Yurko, a.k.a. the Duke of Hobbies. How are we doing today, Nick? Not bad, Jake. Not bad. Had a fun weekend. How about yourself? Uh, about the same. Tell us about your weekend. Oh, it was fun. Just nice and relaxing. Uh, you know, the holiday just came by and went. So got to hang out with the family, just doing some fun little spring things with the wonderful weather we're having yep. lately. But um, yeah, um, that was probably yesterday. And most some of the Saturday was probably the first break I've had from Pokemon in a while, actually. So, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, I got to um, hang out with the family and my son got to do a little Easter egg hunt by himself, just running around the, the backyard because <laughs> <laughs> um, it was nice outside on su- Easter Sunday. So just kind of watched him do his thing. And then later on, I actually uh, was kind of trying to go on a little nostalgia run and i downloaded uh final fantasy 10 <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. that actually um for the last uh day and a half or so it's my one of my favorite combat systems from the final fantasies <laughs> it, it, it was fun it was uh it's a little getting used to on the computer on a keyboard but um definitely awesome probably like eh, maybe like three hours into the game nice nice <laughs> Uh, Blitzball. All right, all right. Not a Final Fantasy. We could drive into that. Um, but uh, let's listen to this new next conversation now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so this is interesting. You know, we've been having this debate for a while here in terms of which Urshifu was going to be the better one, and I think we're getting closer to that answer in the current meta that we are in right now um you know we have been i think both of us have dove pretty hard into each deck respectfully yep. uh, but uh, i don't know jake i i can tell you one thing i enjoy playing single strike or shifu but it's just not as good as rapid strike in my mind yeah, i think you're 100 percent correct um Playing both decks a good handful. I'm kind of doing a um, you know a, a breakdown for the the single strike or the rapid strike, um, but I did play the single strike. Um, and they're both really good, very fun. But I think the rapid strike is just better um, when it comes to them head to head and to you know just into the meta game as a whole. Mm-hmm. I think that really kind of goes back to our first episode of Around the Board where we were discussing this and. You guys were giving me a lot of grief because I said consistency, and I said it a bunch you of said, times. You said you said it a bunch of times, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> you're I, consistent. And that is what, consistent. It, it it is so much more consistent, and it's easier to set up, and it gives you just more options um, because mm-hmm. it's so consistent. You can run it with the Jirachi builds with the scoop up nets. Uh, you can run it with the with the Octillery. Um, it's very low maintenance to get off that that um, single attack where you can kind of chain two uh, um, rapid strikes back to back where you don't have to do their their spreading damage um, the the rapid flow you can just kind of hit with one switch hit with the other and keep kind of doing that combination so it just right. leaves you um, pretty open to do anything you want to. Um, that being said, the rapid strike. No, I'm sorry. I keep I keep getting a mix up, but the single strike is fun um, if you set it up properly. 
it is just fun to nuke something off the board you know turn two <laughs> where you can yeah. just take a, 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 a oko no matter what's in front of you right right and the fact that i like the one thing i really like about it is the, the scroll and the fact that yeah. if you do the gmax blow attack with single strike you could take out a zamazetta or decidueye like yeah. that's always fun because your opponent's just like yeah i got my wall set up and you're like i don't care um which is always enjoyable yeah. and but you like i think the key word you set up there said was setup and set up there this is a deck and and you know i've been playing testing this a lot and we're gonna have we have a fun video coming out with that one soon but the the thing with it is it needs like two more bench spots yeah it's 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 so frustrating because you're just like okay to get the consistency that I would compare to the, you know, the rapid strike is like, I need to play the today. I need to play a crowbat. Oh no. Now I don't have enough spots for my hound doors or my hound dooms. Yeah. And when you're in that situation, you're really relying on your opponent, not one shotting you at this time, which mm -hmm. happens and you can furious scroll and come back and take a nice knockout with that. But everyone, so it's not going to let you do the problem, that. Like the most consistent or successful deck I've seen had the the four the line of four hound dunes, so they can get all those special energies out there and and do you know what they need to do. But the problem is, if you prize one of them, um, it, it's horrible. If you prize an urn of vitality, that that's horrible. Mm -hmm. um, and not only that, even if you get the four out there, you, you don't really have room on your bench for anything else. So right, um, right. And if you just have two, it's just not enough to chain them together. Plus, you have to have, you know, urns out there again. So if you prize one, you're in trouble. Um, or if, so, if you've already had to use it, like if you had to play professors just to yeah. discard it. I, yeah. I don't know how many times I've been in a situation where I have two urns. And I'm like, this game's not going to go well for me because I have to get rid of them. And not having that one shot option later down the line is really scary. For sure. Um, so I think we're both in consensus that the rapid strike is the more superior at this time. Right. But I want to ask you this. So is it really rapid strike itself that's making it consistent? The Urshifu that's making is good for it? Or is it the fact that rapid strike utility mixed with an Urshifu and a partner is the answer um, right now? All of the above because it can do all of those. <laughs> Well, it, it doesn't, I, I, need, I it doesn't I, need to run on one specific strategy. Right. Um, if it was just the Urshifus, they're really great at setting up multi-prize knockouts in the later game. Mm -hmm. uh, there's just so much room for consistency, like I said, with Octillery or the Jirachis or, or all of that stuff. They don't have to worry about having multiple uh, Pokemon on the bench to get their consistency up. Um, and, and I just think that in general, like, especially if you're playing the Octillery, you can definitely just, you can just get anything out of your deck that you want. You can get a, an energy, you can get a Pokemon, you can get a supporter, you can get an item card, you can get a stadium card. There are, you know, endless possibilities. You can get the so, gust effect. I mean, like, there are not, not just the gust, you can get the energy denial effect with the yep, fan. Yep. And like, like, that's the thing that like, I think a lot of people misunderstand is the the weakness guard that you know, like, that's why i honestly if i don't see 
Rapid Strike Urshifu with an Octillery line, and I see the Eternatus matchup come up, my mind is blown by the fact that you wouldn't put that in because the fan just says, weakness card, you're gone, and you yeah. one-shot. You well, now to be fair, to be yeah. fair um, I think it was Rao Reddy that just won a tournament that was um, the Jirachi build with scoop-up nets, of course, <laughs> um, and he had fans in there, I believe, and I mean, the Jirachis are definitely a way to search that out. It's not as, as cut and dry where you just look through your deck and you find it, but Jirachi right. does have utility as well, and it fits really well in that deck. So, oh, yeah. No, I no. If okay, maybe it's not the, just the auxiliary, but if you have that searching effect for items, that goes along. That oh, goes yeah. a long way. Um, I just 100%. like auxiliary more because it's in the bench spot and doesn't have to be uh, stellar wish, and you know you have to run the scoop up. Next. I tend to agree, but I mean players like Raul are really really good, and mm-hmm. and there mm-hmm. are multiple other ones that are you know I would say on that same level, and they're all loving the Jirachi version. So maybe there's just something that we're not seeing because you know uh, we're still newer. But um, well, I, I guess- don't know. But either way, Rapid Strike is king yeah. of of the two. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. Real quick, though, before we go move on, I wanted to ask you personally, what has been your most disappointing thing from Rapid Strike? Um, so I have, well, I've run just the Rapid Strikes without Dragapult a few times, and every time I do, it seems like I run into Mew, um, Bench Bear and <laughs> Mew. So yeah. <laughs> um, the most disappointing thing I would say that is the the increased amount of bench barrier muse to you know deal with them so sometimes that could be frustrating um, but then i have the uh, the dragapult version which is great because it hits underneath that um, but sometimes dragapult version because you have so many stage ones uh can really clunk up the deck and it's not as consistent so i guess sometimes consistency early if you have like the the, the, te- the partner um right can kind of lack so i would say those are my biggest issues at this point i mean there are you know that we'll go into this later but the corvanites so with the, or the tanking decks uh, you don't see a lot of them right now um, but it can mm-hmm. struggle for sure because you're not doing a whole lot of damage and if you see a cheryl or something like that it can be rough but thankfully right now fire's in a really good spot and i still don't see it going anywhere so it might be taking those uh those tank decks kind of a little while to really catch on i, I tell you me personally from the rapid strike of point of view excluding everything single strike um i think rapid strike the pokemon card that i was actually hoping to see more use would be empoleon v mm-hmm. i was really hoping him to be a little more effective because you know we brought up the stellar wish Jirachi, and i thought like oh this would be such a good counter to that really good in adp right now yeah, I have seen that it'd be effective in there. I agree. Like uh, the fact that you can, you know, ultimate ray into it and there goes your Senate Scorch or, you know, you're doing a d- good damage to the Senate Scorch. Yeah. I think the, um, you know, the, the interesting thing is it doesn't affect anything that's not basic. And I hate that. I really do. Because <laughs> I would love that to don't, impact don't. the Hound Doors and the Octillery from both sides and just like, oh, but it's like, they don't it's want totally to hurt basic. the new toys. You're spending resources to evolve. So, oh, yeah. They don't want to hurt those guys right off the bat. No, no. But, I get why right. they didn't do it. But yeah. So, this- enough about the single strike and rapid strike. I want to go into um, this next topic. And I might have kind of 
been a little bit wrong on this one, but we'll see what you think um, now that we've been in this meta. Mm-hmm. Is Pikaram and Eternatist uh, kicked out of the meta now because of these new fighting decks? Well, I think I think me and you we we thought well yeah I okay I'm gonna preface it this way you thought Pikaram was dead for a whole other reason, and that was Rustization. Yes. Well, Rustization or ADP with the the sword right. plus this on top, so it was kind of a twofold thing. Right, like you but, you you were seeing, and I think. I think Pikaram has proven time and time again <laughs> when everyone <laughs> wants to think it's dead, it says no <laughs> and just yeah. evolves into a form that it just can fit the meta just as well. Now, and... I do want to preface this though, saying that Pikaram isn't dead in the hands of a great player. Right. Pikaram on an average to below average player is probably not the call to make. Right, right. Um, I I just feel like Pikaram is always going to have since it always has those avenues, especially since this is really, I mean, really, it's a it's electrical Mew at this point. Um, yeah, but it's I, consistent. It's that's why it's so good. Oh, because yeah. you can get it up and running. Turn two or if, turn one, going second, and then you know after that you're hitting every single turn. So I think it's yep. still a viable option for sure. Right. I mean, we, we've seen it again, Bolton, you can Bolton, you still Bolton up, get that Electrify going and then tap a Coco. And then all of a sudden, oh, look, you're playing, um, you know, you're playing something I can't one shot, right? You, right to you. Um, and then you just rinse and repeat. And there's, there's just nothing these, some of these players can do. And because yes, you might play a speed energy, but Really, even the fans don't impact you, and you're 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 still a solid matchup against ADP, uh, and then you're one shotting with Mew three against the Urshifus. You just say, eh, I don't care about fighting right now. It's yep. just it's it's such it's so amazing. You full blitz, you know, you continue the story, and it just keeps going and going. So yeah, I mean, Pika will live on, and because because it's so aggro it could go so fast it has so many options um there's a lot of skill seen, expression to that I, deck <laughs> so yeah i have it, seen the i think the cha- part of the changes that i'm seeing is how it gets rid of energy yeah um i think i think it's not running uh, at least the version i've played against and i've switched to personally too is i've taken two hammers out for two fans just to mm-hmm. guarantee the energy denial um, which I think I've I've enjoyed with it yeah. quite a bit. Now I haven't play tested it enough, but uh, you know, again, it's hey, you have two rapid strikes, one of those is gone. Yeah, you know? and yeah, you can't you can't get one shot if they don't have energies. I guess I mean right. even though that the one energy can theoretically knock you out, but uh, <laughs> if you play around it, you should be fine. Um, but yeah, Eternatus, um, that one I thought might have struggled more against the new fighting decks, um, but it's still up there and it just actually won an event. What, what, what event was that again? Um, we were just looking at it on Limitless. Uh, uh, it won, I can tell you what, I know yeah. we'll be, Whimsy Watch will be going over this, but it has okay, six okay. other wins um, yeah. so it's, already. It's, it's proving itself to be still pretty effective right now yeah. with all the hate that's come out in this set. Maybe after the next set, it might not be as successful but as of now eternatus still a viable option um it might just have a little it's not 
top dog where it's like, okay, well, nothing can oppose me. Now there are things that can give it a lot mm-hmm. of headaches, but it's not like it's it's just out of the meta. So if for all those um, Eternatus players, you know, go for it. If you love that deck, play that deck. It's a still a solid choice. Right. And I think it's interesting enough that a lot of players before Battle Styles had come out, I started switching more to the disruption version of Eternus. That's still sticking around that exact build, but I've actually seen a rise in the poison Eternus build. Mm-hmm. And the well set up players, I don't like honestly, I've seen some really good plays. They get that Galarian wheezing going early. You know, and then they after they, you know, they can they can poison you with the toxic croaks and the slow bros and they bring they continue that. Then all of a sudden they one shot your Urshifu, which I've seen that happen plenty of times now because yeah. they just need to get you to what is it, six, six damage counters and then a full bench knockout from Eternatus. The trade is there. And they can re- rinse and repeat by the time you're, you're coming back to respond. And the crazy part is, is if they set up the uh, Galarian Weezing pretty early, then what ends up happening is the fact that you you do see, you know, they can't Houndoom or they can't uh, you Octillery at all. So, yeah, I think just having Eternatus, you know, has a lot of options with, you know, the Weezings, like you said, um, and... and the straight version with Yivatals with the free retreats, uh, the poison variant. Th- there's just so many different things that Eternatus can do. So it'll stay relevant because it has op- options. Yep. yep. I mean, it's it's creating the triangle, the square elemental weakness that we want in this game uh, more so than not. Yeah. So, okay, another deck, um, Victini VMAX. It was, uh, I think that first week to two weeks, Victini VMAX was running the show uh, because it really just takes advantage of all the Pokemon. It just, yeah. it, it smashes them pretty hard um, and kills all of them except for Waylord, I think? Uh, yes. Uh, well, well, it does 220. So... Yeah, Whale Lord's at like 270 or something crazy like that. Yeah, well, it's 280. Whale Lord's 280. Okay. Uh, but it's more along the lines of it's pretty much all the Vs. It's so close. Yeah. And like we see the Zigzagoon versions out there. We see the initial damage ones. Um, it's it's one of those decks that, man, it fits in so well with Fire with Welder decks right now. Yep. That it it's burning hot. It's burning yep. real hot. And um, I know we haven't seen it take off, and it seems like it hasn't won a lot yet, but it's always At the close. beginning, it did. I, it, yes. it, it feels scary whenever, like, especially if you're, your opponent, the you know the player playing Victini, knows he's going against another V deck. And his strategy is to go first, and fire decks typically want to go second to get that Welder or the Volcanian off. But all you have to do is get a Victini with energy, and... You're, you're scared now. Like, okay, yeah. I need to start setting up, but I can't because, or I have to, but sometimes you have to put two of them out there because you know one's going to get gusted and killed. Right. Uh, right. And then you're already down two prizes, you know, his second turn. Uh, it's just a very scary feeling. It's like, oh, this welder deck doesn't need welder. It's actually more relying on bosses mm-hmm. and you putting down those, uh, <laughs> you know, those crowbats or any of your Vs that are going into a VMAX. Like it's, it's very vulnerable that, you know, that first turn. 
Um, and I think that's the scariest part of that deck, that it doesn't need Welder and it could just start sniping things pretty you know easily. You know what's the funniest part, though? What, what Victini V, I think, did? Mm-hmm. It drove people back to peak wrong <laughs> because yeah. it, you can't do nothing to it. You're like McTV. Oh, cool! You did a hundred damage to me. That's yeah. fine. Well, Maybe you, say, took yeah, out, yeah. you took out a Bolton. That's fine. I'm coming in hot right now. Like a true straight McTini V Max deck was it is not. I don't see that being the future for that deck at uh, all. It, at the moment, it needs um, be, you know the Charizard Reshis. Um, right. Once once. All those tag teams ro- rotate out. I think it will be even stronger though, because then you won't have those options. Right. Um, even like the Dene, for example, like most decks want to like gust to Dene over Crobat because it's easier and he has lower HP, but Victini can't do anything about it. <laughs> he's he's he not knocking out. <laughs> yeah, he has a two shot of Dene. So there is give and take to that list. Um, it is solid. It gives Fire more options mm-hmm. where they don't have to like get that huge, huge amount of. Uh, energy on the board right or I, use like that said, welder in any given turn it gives them more options and of course like i keep saying in this episode the more options you have right you know, right the, the more opportunity for wins you, you you have right i think where i've seen it actually be pretty darn effective is the fact that uh it's the blacephalon replacement like yeah. it's a good if you you don't now need the cards for Turbozard to have for Blacephalon to fill that cart that stack up, and yeah. then all of a sudden now you just put a couple other cards, take out a, a few others. You don't need as much energy. You're just you're you probably even more consistent than you were before. For sure. So, so the last um, as far as like quote unquote meta deck that we want to talk about is Corviknight with Cheryl in Bronzong, and the lack of success, like not even, Hey, it's just won a tournament or two. I don't think it's won anything. Right. It has not won anything. It's not won a single uh, event that at least I'm aware of. Again, Mm -hmm. whimsy wash will confirm this in a little bit, but uh, it is one of those things where it's, it's good. It's, I think it's, it's strategy is so obvious that it actually hurts itself. Yeah. And, it's one of those things where I think a lot of people are unsure of, do you dive hard in Corviknight or do you try to do this cool mix of Luke metal with Corviknight? Uh, Luke metal is probably not the call. It's not the call. It's right. It's not the call. It's the wrong call for it. And I think that's a lot of people right now are still trying to make it Luke metal with Corviknight. Yeah. So the deck is really good against, the actually we're talking about the rapid strike urshifus and even the dragapult variants because it can tank and it can heal um and then with the zamazentas out there it can definitely just do that walling effect mm-hmm. so it is good against that new meta um and anything that likes to do spread damage but it just can't keep up with the fire decks um right. all the old tag team decks it's not going to do well against uh because it's just so much quicker um and you're really kind of catching them off guard so I think that's, you know, a combination between the reasons why this deck is just com- severely underperforming what everybody else was thinking it would be, you know, at the start of this new meta. Right, right. And the fact that if you paralyze it, I have not seen it ever had a <laughs> successful chance against it being paralyzed. Like, it's just over at that point for it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Corviknight can't get paralyzed, but these backups can. Yes, yes, you're right. But yeah, again, you're still doing a fair amount of damage and it is a lot to ask for them to get that Cheryl out. And even with the Bronze songs, sometimes it's just not 
you know feasible for that player um, to do that. So the deck seems just a little clunky. I think the deck has a future, um, especially after rotation and you Mm. see some of these other cards go away. um, It might definitely um, see a place. Yep. Uh, But so real last last thing though, I want to ask though is, you know, do you think? You know, what, what, do you think Corvin Knight will ever be a big baddie for a while with Zashian, or will it just be just go with Turbo Zashian instead? Um, I think there's a, a a chance for a future where it's 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 knocking things out and healing and in a slower meta for sure though. Okay. Um, in this in this quick meta, I just don't see it really keeping pace. Fair. But one last thing as far as the meta with the new, you know, the new cards coming out is, is the ladder is more wide open because of these meta decks we talked, but it also leaves the door wide open for more, um, we'll just call them jank decks or just off the wall decks. Like I was just testing and not, not to be a spoiler, but Appleton or Applin and Sableye. Uh, it, and it was a deck before people have made videos on it or or have done decent in tournaments from time to time. But the problem was there just wasn't enough consistent Pokemon search. And now with Level Ball, yeah, with EXP Share, uh, and with Escape Rope, all these single prizers. Um, we'll talk about Spiritomb in here in a second, but I, I the deck that I've been having a lot of fun with is that that Apple Drop deck with Sableye, you get two Sableyes out there, put an EXP share on one, and with the addition of Level Ball and all the other Pokemon search, uh, you get those guys out there pretty quickly. And you can one-shot any VMAX with just five damage counters on them. Yep. And yep. That's, just two, that's just two Apple guys and a, and a Zigzagoon, which with Quick Ball, with, with uh, Level Ball, with... Uh, the stadium, I, I, I'm losing, Truffle Field. Yeah, Truffle Field with Pokemon Communications, mm-hmm. with Great Ball, um, Evo Incense, all of these things. Just you, you get these guys out there pretty easily. Um, yeah. It's a fun deck. I mean, you should check out the video. It is pretty fun. It's a good um, video. It's a good video. I mean, that's not, I enjoy it. It's super meta, uh, and it can definitely lose to like these Dragapults. So, like, if you're slower and they can just knock right. you out. Um, but you know, it, it gives you more options where it's not like, oh, I just have to play Scorch all day. You can play these right. other decks and have fun with them. Right. I, I, th- I think you're 100% right. Level Ball is the card that really has brought rogue decks, these rogue de- jank decks to life again. Yeah. Um, in a good way. And yeah. not in, 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 because it is it is fun. I've been doing it with, you know, just some com- some random stuff I've put together. Like I've done a straight goon deck. Yeah. without decidueye for funsies the other day that was so much fun to, to do yeah. that um you know just because your opponent's like uh you know like, I, can't, yeah. I can't do anything about this right now um and like you said experience share super solid i love that card i love it's that great. it's in this game again and it just goes such a long way to being able to f- keep up with the welders and, and the peak roms um yeah i mean Frostmoth is viable 
Because you could yeah. find frost moth people, um, and in shady dealings, uh, just it's yep. like I like I said, level yep. ball has been my favorite card to come out. One of the my favorite and cards then, to come. Yeah, out, the last so. kind of deck I want to talk about just briefly is is that spirit tomb deck where mm. you know with with the escape rope, with the level ball, with the with the cape of toughness, it's so much easier to get that uh, spirit tomb loaded up with damage. You know, in compared to what it was in the past, you know, with that extra switching effects. Yep. Um, and it, he's, I think, I believe the a Spirit Tomb player did win a two tournaments, uh, two tournaments. Yeah. So it, tournaments. it definitely brings that deck up to viability again. It's not um, easy. It's so it's, much it's fun. It's a skill with, deck, but it is really, but it is viable again because mm-hmm. you have these more options and you can even keep up with the, with the the ADPs, and that was kind of probably one of the decks that held it down the most was ADP. But mm-hmm. if you can just load up a Spirit Tomb with damage, you know your 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 first tack, you can potentially get to high enough numbers to knock him out. Right. It's 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 weird to be a turn one, you know, going second attacker that's yeah. hitting what they. I think you can actually consistently get to five. It's like four or five damage counters on it in one round. Yeah. And, you know, that's 130 damage off the bat. And so now you put the ADP in a tough spot because if they, oh, I should probably GX here. And you're like, yeah. cool, I'm going to knock you out before you ultimate, right? It could, that could be game right there. For like sure. that's, the, that's the game. It um, gave it that speed it needed. Yep. Yeah. Spike myth and escape rope combination. No one sees it coming because it only, you hurt yourself and boom. Yep. All, you're good to go and then level ball to get the uh the 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 support pokemon to spread the damage around just it's 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 amazing yep no i can't i can't agree more so yeah level ball has had a a big effect on the meta in a mm-hmm. positive way i think yep but yeah the right. meta is wide open but let's uh let's look into the future here yeah. um, and go into <laughs> the news All right. So in this news, not a lot right now. Again, we're, we're past that big article. We got to talk with Sableyes yes. last oh, week. I was so glad that it just kind of lined up because yeah. talking with Sableyes with those huge reveals. Oh, my God. Probably the most fun I've had on this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. It was just fun just reacting on how ridiculous those were. These aren't we- quite as ridiculous, but they're definitely, you know, worth talking about. Yeah, they're definitely. I mean, that's why, again, we got ourselves... Um, you know, this, uh, let's go through this first article here on Poke Beach. Um, one of them is the Rabombi one with, uh, it's a stage one Pokemon that evolves from Cutie Fly. Now, <laughs> I wanted to talk about this because it has the single energy attack that's finally something I've been looking forward to in Pokemon. Uh, I've not been able to experience it play, but I believe it existed prior. Uh, you may move an energy. You do 30 damage, but you may move an energy attached to your opponent's active Pokemon to one of your opponent's bench Pokemon. Oh, is that that's wonderful. That's it's so annoying. wonderful. I have a feeling I'm going to hate you. Yeah, I know. But I mean, I don't know where I'm going to fit this yet. It is a psychic. So uh, we know Chilling Ring Psychic is going to go you know, bonkers yes. on us. So, but again, you could you could have this while you build your Califax Psychic deck, yeah. uh, on the bench, and this is just out there being a nuisance for a single colorless energy, 
and doing this oh that's cool you set up a turn of this and you put that energy on him and just slide that right over to to i don't know your zigzagoon so i mean you could do that <laughs> i think this is more of like a stall um archetype in its own where you're going to be doing like energy dial on top of doing this and you know having maybe some dolls for in between rounds or or something to that effect um so i could definitely see this card being in the meta i think more on its own than in a psychic deck that's going to try to hit hit hard um, well I, I, the only reason why i i th i think it right now we just don't know what other stall cards are in this set right now so again yeah but i'm sure there's some stall we're, cards we're, that are going to be legal at the moment right, right now that this would pair well with i'm right and, and i think do i know I, them right now no, <laughs> no yeah i i think that's the tricky thing about this it is a stage one which is good but it's find findable with hp 70s of level ball again mm -hmm. and the fact that you know the good news is it impacts the active pokemon so you there are ways to play around it uh which is nice but um you know again i i feel like man psychic is just getting more and more toys to work with in that next set oh for sure okay so we're gonna move on to the next card that was revealed in this article um lucky energy if mm -hmm. this pokemon uh if the pokemon this card is attached to your active pokemon and is damaged by an opponent's attack, draw one card. It doesn't even have to be knocked out. You just draw a card for getting attacked. Um, it could see some fringe use. I don't think it's yep. super great. Um, it depends on the deck. I don't think it's going to fit in any of these like hard-hitting decks that have even colorless attacks. I think they're going to mostly be focusing on maybe like a welder variant or something. But definitely I can see this going into um, with, with Ryambi. Um, again, yeah, you'll take damage and die. You'll, you'll get rewarded for it on top of like stalling out your opponent. So, I mean, just a card that kind of gives you a little bit more, you know, options again. Um, uh, is it going to be super meta defying? I don't think so, but it's definitely, again, a, you know, a card maybe worth exploring in a, a deck or two. Right. Like, yeah, it, it, it might fit into some, some other stuff, but otherwise it's, I think it's interesting. I think it's neat. I uh, look. I think what this maybe is hinting is we'll finally have a sword and shield way of finding special energy. I know we have peers already, but mm -hmm. you know, is there going to be another card? Because peers is good with Crobat and Eternatus, but is it? You know, are we going to see? Are we going to see something else that's not dark Pokemon focused? Then, so I don't know. It, time will tell, I guess. Yep. Cool. Uh, all right. Uh, I think uh, we have another article that's kind of important. Uh, there's really only one card that's, I think, really important in this article. Yeah, I mean, uh, you were excited about this card, though, Jake. Mean, I'll let you, it, I'll let you take it here. Excited might be a little uh, <laughs> shooting for the stars there, but it gives fire some more options where it has the fire proof gloves. When the Pokemon this card is attached to attacks, damage done to your opponent's active, um, it says R, but I believe that's fire. Uh, Pokemon uh, increased damage by 30. Yep. 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 It, it does have the wrong letter in there. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, kind of <laughs> nice. Kind of an interesting tool to have added on. Uh, you know, water was going to like this a little bit, but, you know, it doesn't really always need that. And I think this is kind of interesting, uh, uh, you know, for grass. Yeah, to be able to finally maybe do a little, just that a little bit of extra damage, that's enough to get the get get the knockout. 
Yep. So or Victini, you know, could knock out those uh those whale lords he was just missing. <laughs> uh he'd be still probably third. not. Still probably not, but uh <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, it, no, 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 the whale lord the whale lord just needs to flip one less against it, Victini. Yeah. Um yeah, I think I think the like uh Victini, if there is anything that's uh you know two thirty health, uh well I guess you know again you're hitting fire and you're doing thirty more damage to it, uh, and that could be that can be a substantial increase. Um, like uh, you, you know you don't need to put the the sword in a deck then you could actually kind of put this in this has more utility uh, yeah. in a weird way, but I I it kind of comes down to will fire be viable in the future? I still say yes. Uh, it is a an important archetype and you know it doesn't have all the love in you know after rotation at the moment but mm -hmm. it's you know it's only a card or two away from being you know again a top meta deck um yep. going in going forward but yeah i think that's gonna probably cover it for the news there wasn't a lot uh, announced today but for sure um definitely wanted to get those out there uh, so you guys were aware and with the news done let's go into our whimsy watch Hello, welcome back for another Whimsy Watch. We are back to look at how the week two of the Battle Styles meta is shaping up, and I may have to highlight a deck we all thought would be left for dead. But first, I want to look a little closer this week at top cut decks. Decks that are making those top 16s, those top 8s consistently throughout the week to see what kind of ships we may have going on. Of our new decks, Victini is one of the most popular decks in format and showing that it can get to a finals of a tournament. Single Strike Urshifu is not as consistent of a performer as Victini, but is also making a splash into top cuts. But Rapid Strike Urshifu is jumping out to the front to prove he's the best thing in battle styles, picking up a plenty of top cuts and finals appearances, as well as a couple of tournament victories. But overall, I'm seeing a pushback to the old proven commodities. I've seen a rise in performances from Luke Metal and Turbo Zards, and players are showing that Eternatus is not going anywhere, making just as many cuts, taking just as many tournament victories as its new nemesis of Urshifu. These two might be headed towards some great matchups. But now, I need to highlight the deck with the most wins, the most top cuts, the most finals appearances this week, the deck we all thought was going to die, Picaron. Old Faithful has come back to show you that nothing is going to stop Picaron from being good till it rotates. There isn't any new cards in the deck, and it still just goes out and performs well. So that's going to lead me into my first Whimsy Watch poll. I'm going to throw it out on my Twitter over at Watch Whimsy. Does Picaron just need to rotate already and get out of here? Or are you going to miss it? And Picaron should live on as a legend. So like I said, get your vote in over at Watch Whimsy and tell me your thoughts. Also, click the follow button while you're there. All right, so that's gonna wrap me up this week. I will catch you all next time, and let's throw it back over to Nick and Jake. Thanks, Chuck. Yep, thanks, good job as always. Mm-hmm. All right, so Jake, we, you know, to kinda, we, we have a couple, two more topics that we really wanted to talk about here before we close out this episode. Um, and I think one of them is, we're really starting to get, you know, live playback finally mm -hmm. and that's because the you know again hey it's, it's, it's yeah 
I'm, I knocked on but plastic. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. But uh, <laughs> COVID seems to sl- be slowing down a little bit. Um, some states are opening up. I still, if you are to go out to do anything, I obviously caution, have yes. sanitizing, uh, you know, something to wash your hands, always mask, everything. But there, it does seem to be, you know, have a light at the end of the tunnel um, where, you know, hopefully we get live play, even if it's just locals um, and no like big events this year. Um, At least it seems like we will have live play at some point um, nationwide, even at the smaller level. Um, Just because, you know, like for us in PA, um, I'm now eligible to, you know, get my COVID test. I'm going to be scheduling that tomorrow. And I believe you already have your scheduled. Yep. I got it scheduled after this episode comes out. I should be heading to the, uh, appointment to get my shot. So that's awesome. Yep. Um, yep. So I, I'm looking forward to, you know, being able to go out and see, um, you know, more friends and, you know, possibly have, have to meet some of these new great people that we've met in the community that aren't part of our local meta, but are part of the Pokemon, uh, community at large. And, yep. you know, I'm excited for that. We're just want the pl- we we can't wait to play live safely more more safely in the future. All right, tournaments. Talking about tournaments, though, I know we kind of announced it last week. Uh, but I want to go into more detail. We do have our very first uh, tournament that we are hosting on Limitless. The Saturday Select. The Saturday Select. I, I am <laughs> super excited for this. I can't wait to see you know how many of us uh, you know the people that we've. Uh, met throughout you know this community kind of joins and what lists they create and we can definitely deep dive into that kind of stuff but yeah the yep. saturday select is on the 17th yes and it's a 6 6 p.m 6 p.m start time we are capping it at 32 players because you know we do want to get this wrapped up um in a reasonable amount of time right uh but- i mean it we, we want to it's not really more importantly like we want to make sure everything runs smoothly too yep. uh we will be uh i think jake will be streaming it technically on from his end and I'm, i will I'm not be, playing in it uh, no you're not neither am i no, neither no. of us we're gonna we're gonna try and be uh our sportscaster selves here <laughs> um and get to maybe actually watch and record a bunch of these games too so again it all depends uh we want to try and do a lot of uh, paying attention to making sure everything runs smoothly so that as we continue to do these, we can involve more people too. And, you know, just it's just another outlet. Plus, we got awesome prizes in it too. Yep. Um, you know, we're talking 100 plus code cards out yep. there for everyone. And that's going to be a lot of fun. And and then, which we're still in the draft phase, uh, <laughs> but we're going we to get to finish it quickly. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Uh, but we're, 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 we're coming out. You get you can win a really cool top two or win in a really cool uh, play mat for when you do get to play in live again of uh for uh your pokemon cards that has the triple b bridge ball right in the center and uh the neat thing we're doing separate a little bit from others is we're having if you're first you get a first prize version if you're second mm-hmm. you're getting a second prize version um you know so just kind of a neat thing that we can throw in there because they're ours we can do what we want with them uh, for sure for sure <laughs> and then like i and again with the packs it's a hundred um, we, we're Nick and I are providing 100 packs plus the entry fees, um, which would be another 64. And we're definitely going to go top heavy. And I know there's a lot of other tournaments to play in that have great prize support, um, like Limitless, um, 
is great for that. They have like like with chill, they they had their tropical beach. Obviously, we yep. don't have a tropical beach to give out, but the packs they were given about the same amount of packs to the winner, and that was like two hundred players. So the yep. two hundred, like the, if you won, you would get like fifty or so packs, and that's yep. around the range we're going to give you and you're only needing to get you know number one out of 32 which is a little bit better odds for you know the player to to capture that you know first place prize yeah 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 again it's just again more a lot of fun we want to have this and uh you know tournaments are all at different times and stuff throughout so we kind of pick the slot that no one else is currently fitting um so Please, we didn't uh, want to hope... step on anybody's toes for sure. Right, right. We didn't want to invade, you know, jump in in those wins. So we kind of thought, hey, Saturday night, that's not a bad spot for everything. So hopefully anyone listening to this can uh, join us. Message me or Jake via Twitter uh, or our, or join our Discord and find out the rest of the instructions there. Uh, we'll get you the code. You can just sign in and get in part of the tournament. So, yep. um, yeah. All right. Uh, there was two other tournaments we wanted to bring up, though. Yes, there is. Uh, and we really wanted to touch on that. Sign up for your tag team tournaments. Um, they're coming yep, back. Ours is, ours is starting, um, I think the 11th is our yeah. our store's first yep. um, event. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, I know, uh, you know other stores have different dates, but definitely um, make sure to stay you know, in contact with your stores, TO, and definitely sign up and support your LGS. Yeah, the prizes are awesome. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, I love those I, deck boxes. Yeah, you get the deck boxes, you get IRL mats, at least in the first one, and then also per, per round that you won, you also get additional online packs. So um, unfortunately, our team didn't do very well. We got the buy and then lost, but we still got, I think it was 10 each. So we yeah. just for making the team, you get your your entry, you know, your winning tournament to make the team, you get packs there, plus yep. you get packs for each round plus the play, play mats and the you know the deck boxes like i said so Pretty yeah solid. definitely uh join join up yeah but you know what i think they will be doing some really cool prizes for that because the next tournament that we're talking about we talked a little bit about it last week is players cup four players cup four is back i'm excited um, with the, a huge yeah, addition yeah so so it's not a travel stipend this time it's actual oh. cold hard cash yeah, so five grand prizes. <laughs> Actually, five grand for first place in the global finals. Three fifty, you know, thirty five hundred for second place. Three twenty five hundred for third place, and another two grand for fourth place. That is amazing. Yeah, this is an unbelievable amount right there. Uh, and then if you're VGC, you can dive into this too they're also getting cash prize again just tcgo getting a big jump in respect by you know by a pokemon company i really you know i think this is amazing i i don't know jake i know we don't know what the meta will look like when this does start up but how many people just start showing up with ADP? <laughs> oh, ADP is coming out for sure, which is good because most of the decks I like to play usually wreck it. Uh, wreck it. So right. <laughs> bring on ADP. <laughs> just keep yeah. all those other meta decks out of there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually very happy. I can, you know, last time we talked about Players Cup 3, this isn't the tournament format for me personally. I don't know if I still would try and put I right now what we understand is probably the same setup. It's the same qualifying um yeah. thing where you get the 50 keys 
Um, you have a month to finish them. For me, I like it because I, as great as all these um, tournaments are, the community run tournaments, they're usually at times that I can't really commit because right. of you know real life. Um, mm -hmm. So whenever I can just jump on and play uh, a competitive Pokemon game, at you know at that kind of a stakes, um, just to you know get that to that player's cup cut um, is is pretty prestigious in my mind right now. It's like right. definitely like what the, most players are aiming for. Like so it definitely hour, gives you, like, yeah, right. It, like an hour out of your time to call to participate in a qualifier is big step from six hours. Um, even yes. you know. And, you know, some of these you can knock out quick, depending on how them go, you know, there's no wait time, there's no in between rounds, it's just go, 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 which is kind of nice. At the same time, you know, like we've, we've talked about the, uh, like our personal qualms with them, mostly mine with it, but I mean, it's still good experience, it's still, and I'm, I'm very happy about this on a couple fronts, and I think, again, the main thing here is, do we see a future, more, further future for PTCGO? I believe so with this Hopefully. kind of support. Mm -hmm. um, I think this is further proof of that. Secondly, this means that they understand the community is willing to use this tool and maybe they'll update it. <laughs> Now or never, boys. Now or never. <laughs> uh, maybe if I keep crossing my fingers in this uh, audio setting, uh, <laughs> we'll finally see the update that we all want to PTCGO in terms of it just being a more comprehensive client. Um, spectator mode. Uh, just again, it's just I. I think I think that it does. I think it hints at that. Is it a guarantee? No, maybe they've been working on that, uh, but you know, typically Pokemon certain times they want to release something that's more polished, and yeah, I respect sure. that too. So, yep, yep. you know, we'll keep our ears out, we're going to pay attention to this, we're going to pay attention to when finally Players Cup 3 results come out, which we're looking forward to. Mm -hmm. Um, and hopefully, we can get that that champion on there on here, yep. and we can we'll interview definitely them. reach out to you know whoever wins, and hopefully, they come on. Maybe that person you know competing for that spot has already been on our podcast <clears throat> somebody that was maybe last week that just can't say anything i don't know maybe <laughs> i don't know i don't i don't have any actually inside information so uh, if he is or isn't <laughs> good luck yeah i mean again, it's just um and this goes back to the tag team in terms of prize support i have a feeling prize support will probably be pretty decent again i thought tag team prize support was awesome they yep. were sending irl stuff that's the hybrid format I think we want to see in the future. Yep. You know, if you we, can get CP on, on, uh, you know, these players cups going forward, maybe they don't have, uh, whenever the world does open up, maybe they don't have uh, like cash prizes, but maybe they have, you know, CP to earn, you know, every, maybe every quarter there's a player's cup and you, you get deck boxes or maybe some online packs, but CP that's worth it. Yeah, I mean, again, we, we when we talked about stabilized, the fact that people are limited in certain regions to you can only get the one or two events a year because yep. of distance and the investment and stuff. This is this is a solution. This is a possible solution. And Pokemon wants people to play the game, and they want to play it competitively, and they're happy. And they might. I I I I'm, I'm it's bright. It's a good yes. thing. Like it all I great. see is good from this. Definitely. Um, it might not be the tournament for me, but it's it's positive. Couldn't agree uh, more. 
but yeah, I think I think that pretty much wraps up what we got going on for this episode. Yep. Um, did you have any uh, closing thoughts that you wanted to, to throw out there? Uh, more importantly to our listeners and everything from our end, uh, production content wise and stuff, just kind of like we are looking into and evaluating how we're moving, uh, not with a podcast podcast, you know, we appreciate all the feedback and all the support that we get. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you everyone there, uh, you know, and our group on discord and Facebook, you know, really awesome. Uh, it's more along the lines of how we want to present certain things in the future. So just, if we see things changing up. Uh, like around the board, maybe scheduling of certain things. We're going to keep everyone updated. The easiest place to find those updates get her on Twitter and uh, in our Discord group. Uh, they're just, it's a little easier. The communication line is a lot better there. And we'll try and keep up to date here. But again, um, you know, we're, we want to make, make the best content that we're passionate about making and that you, uh, you know, the, you, the listeners uh, are wanting to be participate with too. So um you know, we'll, you know, we'll keep everyone informed how we're moving with that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, we're still new at the content creation, especially on the YouTube side. Um, but I feel that, you know, we, we are getting better at our content. Um, and I yeah, can tell you always, what, I, always I can, appreciate the feedback. Yeah. And I can, I can tell you one thing I enjoy when you stream on Fridays, Jake, like I, that's like, especially the day that when I have my other, other Friday off and everything, I put you on, I have it in, like, I'll, I'll go out on a walk and then I don't walk because I'm chatting with you on there the whole time <laughs> while you're playing. I'm like, that was a bad move or like, that was a good move. I love interacting with the community and kind of trying to like, cause a lot of our locals are newer to the game and I definitely enjoy you know, teaching them, you know, what, you know, what, what good strategies they are and what are the reasoning why I'm doing what moves I'm doing. So right. never, I, I do definitely appreciate everybody that goes on there and gives me feedback either way or has questions. I don't mind. I like to talk to, you know, anyone and everyone about anything. So I definitely jump on and just say hi and hang out. It's always a good time. Um, yep. But before we go, I do want to make one more quick shout out. I'm not going to say mm-hmm. anybody's name, but next week we're going to have a huge, huge guest. Um, I can't wait to talk with this player. I don't uh, even know who this is. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me this yet. This is- uh, I mean, I did, but you just never remember what I say. I say nah. stuff to you and it just goes over your head. But um, we've had an array of great guests on the show. Oh, yeah. um, and I feel like this one is just um, just maybe a slight cutter above the rest. So we'll see. Ooh. I'm not to undercut anybody. Ooh, everybody's you awesome. You, should, you just undercut it someone. <laughs> Probably. And I'm sorry. I love all you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving them flack. Uh, all right. Well, except you FTK. And no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not. No. <laughs> no um all right i think that's gonna be it for us here at triple p again stay pay attention to the twitter feed and also uh what we're putting out on discord and we'll be back next week with another episode thank you again for listening to the triple p podcast you can follow us on twitter at pit pod you can join our facebook group and discord server to play and chat all things pokemon Check out our YouTube channel and we stream openings, matches, and events on twitch.tv slash Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast.